Okay, so this was bound to happen. I know it's only day number eight into the process of audio booing for a month straight, 31 days. And I knew what's bound to happen is it where you think, oh my lord, what am I going to boo about today? And that's what I'm done, sat here this evening thinking, what am I going to boo about tonight? And it actually kind of got me thinking, well, how do you generate ideas? You know, do I listen to other people's boos and get inspired by their boos? I've tried that, nothing's caught my fancy this evening. So I turned to my friend, which is my books, and have a whiz around my bookshelf to see who catches my eye. I picked up a little Jack Kerouac and the Dharma Bums because there's some great passages out of out of there. But then I thought, well, yeah, maybe, maybe not tonight with old Jack. And then I've looked at some um, stuff by my man John Steinbeck and travels with Charlie, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I could be out on the road, maybe doing something like that. But then uh, I'm not really feeling. John tonight either, so not feeling John, not feeling Jack. Then I looked and thought, okay, I've got a book here of uh, questions for the questions, 500 questions for the game of life. And it's a if book. You know, one of these things we open up. If you could, if you could have heard the deathbed confessions of one person from history, who would you pick? And I looked at several of these questions. And every time I read one, my mind just not doesn't didn't want to click into gear to answer the question. Now I don't know if it's just been a long day, a long week, considering that yesterday I thought it was only Tuesday, and when in fact it was Wednesday. So I was shocked to figure out that today was Thursday. So it's been a long week. So maybe that's it. And my oh brain just doesn't want to connect, doesn't want to get into gear. But how do I make it get in? Oh, then I looked at movies. So I got a little project that I'm working on with movie soundtracks. And the top movie in the stack is Donnie Darko. And I thought, oh, what's some weird? It was a weird movie and some weird stuff going on in Donnie Darko. And uh, maybe something from there would inspire me. Uh, but no, other than thinking, oh yeah, that was a cool movie. Nothing's jumping out at me that says, yeah, talk about that. Yes, although you know who Donnie Darko has in it in that movie is Maggie uh, Glithenhall. Oh man, yum yums. Um... Did I just say that on the open airwaves? I did indeed. Yes. She's one of them there actresses I have a crush on. Oh, and then underneath that is a little Apocalypse Now. Yeah, that's it. Apocalypse Now. That was a great movie. When I was here, I wanted to be there. When I was there, I wanted to be here. Ah, yes. Be careful what you wish for, basically, is what he was saying in the beginning of that. Oh, Martin Sheen to the doors, who I've been... Intimately hanging out with over the past week. And there's a great opening scene with the uh, This Is The End playing 
as the helicopters are coming in and dropping napalm and old Martin Sheen freaking out and going crazy in his room with that little psycho half-naked dance punching the mirror kind of thing going on. Yeah, I could do a little bit of that about now. I probably feel a little bit like that. So should I crank up the doors and uh, start doing my little half-naked dance in my underwear thing and punch out the walls? I don't have any mirrors in this particular room. So I could punch the walls. But that seems too energetic to do that. Oh, and one of the favorite lines out of the apocalypse now is I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I think that's a yeah, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <sniffs> Smells like victory. That's a bit warmongery of me, isn't it? It's not very nice. Charlie don't serve? Nah, not very nice. Kurt, I like Kurt's in that movie. And his uh penchant for T. S. Eliot, who happens to be my Favorite poet as well. And what else is in this stack? Oh, The Crossroads. Little Ralph Macchio, Joe Seneca, Jamie Gertz. If you love the blues, awesome movie to watch. There's some great blues tunes in there. Um, listening to the harp and the guitar, awesome. Underneath that, Little Eddie and the Cruisers, part one. Great rock and roll, feel good movie. Dig it every time I can just pop this puppy in. And it takes me back to so many places this old Eddie and the Cruises because I grew up near Asbury Park, New Jersey and used to go there and hang out with my buddy who had moved there. And we hung out, hang out on the boardwalk, the same scenes and stuff you see in the movie. So that always takes me back right to that time of innocence, you know, when you're 13, 14, 15, just kind of not... not much cares in the world, do you? You got school and you got your friends and that kind of stuff, but the whole world seems really wide open um, when you're kind of that age. And I spent a lot of my time on the Asbury Park boardwalk. I used to love going there in the wintertime because there wasn't that many people and I used to like pretending I was Poseidon or someone or love staring out at the horizon. Always have not lost this. Staring out at the horizon... And just wanting to be, see how far I can go and see what lies in whichever direction I sort of walk at. I had that same feeling um, the other day when I was driving. I looked up at the clouds um, and it was, you know, it was very, it was cloudy, but it was a kind of, you know, the sun was coming up and it had the painted the clouds um, that reddish color that you get at dawn. But it just looked so expansive. It looked like the sea. And it just made me want to just wander in any direction. Didn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. Just sometimes feel like just taking my little backpack. Put my jump boots on my feet. As we used to say, as we used to say in the army. And just flipping walk. And walk and walk. And just walk the earth through a little cane action. I might be in the mood for that. I'm in the mood. Maybe it's a, a nice long road trip I'm in the mood for. I tell you, man was not meant to be cooped up inside a building. And I've been doing a lot of corporate work of late, which requires me to be indoors. 
And maybe I think I might be just feeling a little stir-crazy with all this indoor business set down on my behind. Ah, Messing around with the traffic on the M6 in the morning, in the evenings. It's a big accident this evening. As I was coming back home, you know, you leave and you think, oh yeah, an hour to get home, cool. And then BAM! hit traffic, and it's to a crawl, and I'm thinking, come on, man, all I want to do is be home, and then I have to mess around with the traffic, so yes, maybe that's it, maybe the ideas aren't flowing, I don't want to come, because I'm just stir crazy, and my brain is just so fried, man, it's absolutely fried, but it is Thursday, Tomorrow's Friday, which is cool. I could probably survive the day. And then it's Friday and I can click my heels like Fred Flintstones and yabba dabba do. And haul ass out the building into the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. That's crazy. Every day should be the Dagburn weekend, shouldn't it? Oh, another... One of the uh, DVDs in that stack was Pink Floyd's The Wall. One of those crazy sort of films that you look at the first time you see anything. What in the hell is that? But then you watch it a few times and it kind of grows on you. I even looked into this other book. What's the other book? Where is it? It's gone. It was uh, like a... Um, for writing your memoirs. And it had a bunch of crazy questions on there. None of which... I could summon up or muster up the energy to actually answer them. So what the hell? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Nah, that's not cool. I'm going to say maybe um, some nectar of the gods might be just the way to go. Just have a nice pint and just chill out. But if I have my pint, I'll be asleep. But then... I'm useless right now anyway, because my brain won't engage. So, you know, sleep might just be the gig. Might just be the gig. Might be the gig. But I don't want to sleep just yet. Sleeping's overrated, by the way. People ask me, why the hell do I get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning? And I just say, there's so much stuff to be done, to do. And the morning time, 4 in the morning is a great time. And it's great because there's nobody else awake. Nobody wants anything from you. And phone's not ringing nothing. It's just me. Me time. Clay time. Clay time. Heck yeah. I just get an opportunity. I'm fresh because I've had some sleep. And there's nothing else going on. And it's my time. So that's why I get up so early. Maximize that time. Now I've done a good job so far here of rattling on about everything and nothing. Kinda like a Seinfeld episode tonight. I'm doing a boo about absolutely nothing. Because I can't get the old brain to engage in something a little bit more substantial but you know what it's good to have a rant every now and then isn't it
We'll just get and just rattle and rattle and rattle and rattle on. Let's take it. Let's continue a walk on my desk, a walk around, a tour around my desk. So that was the movies that are on my desk. The books that are on my desk is one by Christopher Ross, Tunnel Visions, Journeys of an Underground Philosopher. Pretty cool book written in the uh, sort of philosophical style with the little numbered paragraphs. I have in my mind to write a book in a sort of similar fashion. You know, it's um, quite a thought book. Um, basically, um, was you know he was out traveling, 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 traveling. Decided to come back to England. Um, he was a high-powered lawyer to start off with in the city, making more money than he knew what to do with. But then he jacked his job in and just went traveling around the world and just done all sorts of things in those travels. But then he was running out of money, so he came back to the UK. And he didn't want to get a normal job because it would be like me tonight, as in I'm working and my brain's fried. So he was like, he didn't want that. And so he was looking for something that wasn't going to take a lot out of him mentally so that he could save some of, so he'd have that energy for uh, writing. So he got a job as a station assistant in uh, the London Underground. So fascinating little book. I mean, he follows some of the characters as he's going through his training. He meets some of the characters as he's hanging out on his platform. And he dips in and out of um, just little anecdotal stories that's happened to him um, when he was out on his travels, basically. So it's cool. And I got that as a ticker in my head because I want to write a book similar to that. Then I got a little Saul Williams, um, one of his first books, one of their first books called She, which is pretty cool. The second Saul Williams books, The Dead MC Scrolls. Underneath him is my man Chuck Klosterman. And sex, drugs, and cocoa puffs, a low culture manu- manifesto. Um, I like old Chuck Clusterman. He's an interesting character. He's a music journalist, or but he touts himself as a pop culture dude, so writes a lot about music, about sports, particularly basketball, um, and you know the occasional sort of movie. Um, yeah, so he's pretty cool. I like reading this stuff. He's a funny, funny guy. But he's one of you know, what he interests me, not interests me, but I find peculiar about Chuck is that, and you know, we spend a lot of time on the internet, as audio movers out there. Um, and it's interesting, some writers' relationship to the internet and blogs and that stuff, and others. So some say, well, heck, I get paid to write, so why the heck would I be writing blog posts for free? And so they don't. And Chuck happens to be one of those. He's like, I get paid to write. Why am I going to write a blog? So best you could find is um, his publisher has a little bio-y type thing of him with some samples from the book. I do think he has a Twitter account. Um, but that's just about it. So I find it fascinating. Underneath that book is um, The Limits of Power, The End of American Exceptionalism. And I would just butcher this name if I tried to say it. Andrew J. Basevik. And that was interesting. New York Times bestseller. Talking about the um, decline of the American Empire. 
and where it was headed to. Um, I picked that, pulled that book out as I was getting myself up, geared up for the whole politics game that we just finished doing with the presidential elections. And then underneath that, a little bit of A Life of Montan, Montaigne, Montaigne, yeah, that's it, and by Sarah Bakewell. So he's one of my favorite dudes. I like him as a philosopher. And then I've got Hunter S. Thompson's Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trailer 72. Again, Hunter, one of my favorite uh, writers, politics. Wanted to see how he handled his thing, so that's why I was got that out. And then finally, just read Henry Miller's On Writing. Fascinating book. Um, because, you know, Henry Miller's, a lot of his books were pretty much semi-autobiographical. And what this person's done is... Now, Thomas Moore, who's the editor, has went through all the a good body of Henry Miller's works and pulled out the sections of it where he talks about writing and the writing process and that like. So it's full of gems, this book. So if you're into the writing game, if you like a little Henry Miller, and even if you don't like a little Henry Miller, some great um, ideas and tips for writers in that book. And I think that's the besides all the junk on my desk. That's the tour of my desk there. I got some business cards and some the Doctor Who little box that I got for my birthday. And then just the various other junk um, that's up there. So I think it is about time now to say goodbye, as it were, because um, I've gone on for long enough now. And, uh, yes, I could probably continue rattling on, but I won't. This has been, what day is it? Yeah, day number eight. There we go. I'm looking at the calendar now. Day number eight, Audio Moo, Clay Low, signing out. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.